And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Well, here we are. Again, it's that time of year, and it may, for, in fact, for some of you, it may have already passed for the coming year if you are employed. And I'm thinking about and, and talking about open enrollment when you choose your health care plan for the coming year. Yes, this is a real estate investing radio show. Why are we going to talk about health plans? Is that the is that the plan for the day? Yes, in fact, I get quite a few quite a few listener uh, questions in my email about health insurance specifically and i've had many this year already so i want to address those uh given the time of year a recent one that i got went something like this hey we've been members since members of lifestyles unlimited since 2021 and have five single family rentals now and, and i'm interjecting here that's good news after 2021 five houses already there they're already looking and thinking ahead to the future because they're well on their way to financial freedom and the question goes like this then their, their continuation says what are most lifestyles unlimited, uh, unlimited members that have retired early not 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 reach that government allowed retirement age but retired like i have in their 40s let's say what are those members doing for health insurance and that is a great question it is in fact one that i grappled with at the start of the year when I retired from corporate America. And it's one that I know is on a lot of minds out there. And again, as we're going through, or maybe you already went through at your employer, open enrollment. Let's talk about that listener question today. Another one wrote in, by the way, and just asked, hey, what are the various options out there for health insurance? And I, I am no health insurance specialist. There, there, there are people that are that you can talk to out there. Um, but it is open enrollment period. I am retired from corporate America, so we are going through that open enrollment process right now. It's very much on my mind. And I'll tell you, I talked to a lot, a lot of Lifestyles Unlimited members before retiring myself to ask this very question. So on today's show, I want to address that those listener questions around that topic. And I've got a few others as well uh, that I want to go through. So consider this uh, a mailbag show. And by the way, if you have any uh, questions of your own related to today's topics or, or anything else, you can send me an email to askandy at l-u-i-n-c dot com. Again, that is askandy at l-u-inc dot com. And actually, before before we get to the health insurance question, I, I want to address another uh, very important question that I that I do hear quite a bit, and I got one of these recently as well. It's the notion of if you're if you're married or, or have a significant other, it's the notion of bringing a spouse, let's just say a spouse, on board with you for real estate investing. And, and recently, the, the, the question came to me in this form specifically. The question was, how do I get my spouse to join or allow me to join Lifestyles Unlimited? Now, I think that's a little bit of a different question than I more commonly hear, which is, how do I get my spouse to invest or let me invest in real estate? So two different questions. Let's address the first the, the listener question first how do i get my spouse to join or, or let me join and stay tuned throughout the show i'm going to share several resources at the end of the program that you you can apply if you find yourself in this 
situation. And what's at the root of it? Typically, it's a couple of different things. I think most commonly, one of the one of the two spouses may be a type B, like I am. And 10 plus years ago, when I was listening to the radio, I was one of those skeptics at the outset. And there's this just native resistance in that in that skeptic. They hear the name Lifestyles Unlimited. Sounds like a swingers club. Right? That's what's that's what's coursing through the backs of their mind, or maybe they're thinking it's some kind of, of uh, multi-level marketing scheme. Um, those are the, the more common things that I hear from people. Look, it, it's it's none of those. It's none of those things. Lifestyles Unlimited, actually, it's a great organization with a very long track record. If you're just now catching the show for the first time, let me tell you, Lifestyles Unlimited was founded over 30 years ago. And we talked about the skeptics out there. They're out there. I was one of them. And you overcome that skepticism through knowledge, through information, through getting that skeptic in the room with exuberant, successful real estate investors that will rub off on them, where they can ask their questions, those things that have just been nagging at them that maybe you don't have an answer to, but the people that have been doing it for a handful of years, a decade or longer will be able to help with and help them overcome that. Now, the other spouse I mentioned is the disinterested one. I don't care whatever, go, go do your thing. I say that's a good thing. All right, fine. We'll, we'll disengage. I'm going to go to these meetings. I'm going to go to these seminars. I'm going to watch this, watch this webinar. I'm going to go buy this single family house. Fine. Run with that. If you can, if you can get to that thing, same thing applies though. You might have them listen to the radio show with you as you're driving around town, or maybe have that case study playing in the background from time to time. So maybe they're passively picking up a little bit of information. We have a very successful passive apartment investor. That's his thing. His wife is off doing her own thing. Shay, as long as that, that income's coming in, Great, you go do it. I'm 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 happy as can be. Now, to the broader question, not not how do I get my spouse to join Lifestyles Unlimited, but hey, how do I how do I get my spouse interested in real estate investing? Well, maybe you don't. Maybe going back to that disinterested spouse, you just get their buy-in or their permission for you to do your thing, just like we talked about. Uh, you may be able to get them excited. But some people just never will be that excited about it. I've tried over the decade to convince friends, family, hey, you need to do this thing. We're, we're just starting out, but we already see where it's going. And the light is there at the end of the tunnel for us. And we got there. But they don't want to hear it. They, they're not interested. And, and a lot of people will remain in that in that box. But you can try to help educate them as to the benefits. You know, So, again, maybe you don't convince them, but maybe over time they come to see. Maybe you get into that first single-family house, and they see that cash flow that's coming off of that property every month and they realize, oh, wow, you were right. <laughs> Let's do some more. I see that happen actually quite a lot. Those skeptic spouses say, fine, go do your thing. And then they see the results. Then they see the benefits and they get on board. It, 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 it takes a little bit of convincing sometimes to get, get them to let you do that first property, but get it done and show them. That's what our case studies do as well. And if you're interested, I, I spoke actually on Last week's show, the, the title of the show was 10 Benefits of Real Estate Investing. We didn't really get so much into some of the monetary things, but more the intangible things that you experience as a real estate investor. You might listen to that with them. It's posted to our website. It was dated November 25th. Again, 10 Benefits of Real Estate Investing. If you go to our website, lifestylesunlimited.com, you'll find that there. And the podcast get uh, broadcast out to the sundry uh, podcast apps as well. Those are more, again, less less tangible things, um, but you can also help them understand how powerful real estate investing is from a financial perspective if that's more of a motivator for them. Again, with our houses, just with our single family houses, we make money five ways. We get that cash flow that I just mentioned. But as we go through the process, if you follow the Lifestyles Unlimited model, we, we capture equity on the outset. That can be a very large number. 
And then as we have our residents pay our rent every month, that's where the cash flow comes from. Well, they're also paying down the mortgage. That's equity buildup. And over time, we do see appreciation, sometimes a lot, like we've seen in the last decade. In Texas, on average, maybe 3 4 5%, but it's there growing. So we're building wealth, and the tax advantages are very, very considerable. That's houses. Throwing apartments, same five plus a bonus one. We have forced appreciation. That goes back to how the apartments are valued different than houses. That's a whole other show by itself. That's something we talk about, by the way, at the two-day financial freedom seminar. Another place you might take the skeptic. Two days, one day devoted to single family, one day devoted to apartments, sprinkled in with mindset topics as well. And sometimes it's just overcoming that that mindset, that skepticism, whatever's holding them back. And the two-day seminar is a great place to do that. Again, if you want to catch that other show, go to lifestylesunlimited.com, click on the radio button. Now, big, big question. I've gotten, the, I've gotten this question peppered throughout the year regarding health insurance. As people are approaching that early retirement, we say it here, you can retire in five years or less if you follow the roadmap. People do it in two years. It's amazing. I mean, it really is amazing to go to the case studies and hear people's stories and see how quickly they, 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 they pull this off. They go and think in five years and they come out on the back end far, far faster. But a big, big question, and I've gotten a lot of variations of this question over the over the years, really, about health insurance. What do people do? It's a very, very valid question. It's a very, very important question. It's, it's very individualized to your situation. So I can only speak in broad terms, and I can speak to my experience and, and, and things I've learned from others, but it is definitely something to think very carefully about. As you know, one of the biggest inflationary things in our society right now is the cost of health coverage and going to the doctor and medication and all the, all that fun stuff. So think very carefully about this. We thought very carefully about this before I pulled the trigger and jumped ship. Here's the big risk, though. You think about it too long, you think about it too much, and ultimately what a lot of people do is you, you, you become tethered to that employer just because of the, the health insurance. Aside from the pay, right, that, that monthly, that weekly, whatever it is, that pay that's coming in, and, and of course the, the, the false promise of the 401k and everything it's going to bring you, there's health insurance. It's just another one of the ways that the employers keep you attached to that desk. It becomes an anchor that keeps you from moving forward. But here's the thing. If you look at the successful real estate investors, and that's exactly what I did, these are people that have figured out how to run a real estate business. They've leaned on Lifestyles Unlimited for the mentoring and for the education. They've built up the passive cash flow to replace the income from the job. You can do it too. Well, guess what? It's just one step further to figure out this piece of the puzzle. What does health insurance imply? You know, you're, you're taking away what your employer has been covering. Now you're going to cover that yourself. It's just an additional cost that you need to now account for in that monthly budget add a few more houses. That's what we did. We bought a couple more houses this year that threw in the cash flow we needed to help cover that additional cost from our higher premium on the on the health insurance side. And I'll, I'll confess, health coverage was one of those things. We have a little guy, he's, he's five now, and it's one of those things that kept me in place for a bit. I, I didn't, but I didn't want to be tethered anymore. I wasn't worried about the pay. I'd replace that. Health insurance was still kind of bonding me to that desk, and finally I said, I'm done. And we, we, we finally adjusted our mindset and said, get those extra houses, got into a couple of apartments as well that are cash flowing by the, rent, uh, by the uh, health insurance. You just have to be ready to pay. And now, through the process of growing this real estate business, you have the skill sets to do so. Now, when you get to that point, you do want to leverage other people's knowledge. There are a lot of experts out there, health insurance brokers, for example. That's a good place to start. 
but I leveraged other people's knowledge as well within the Lifestyles Unlimited sphere. We'll talk about that when we come back and everything I learned. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Stop waiting. Stop sitting around. Stop procrastinating. This is your time. Make it happen. Do it now. When's the best time? Now. People go, well, I don't know. It's going to crash. It's going to be better next year. It's, I've got to listen to four more classes. I love guys come up to me all the time. You know, I've been listening to you on the radio for eight years now, right? <laughs> I go, and you're not rich yet? <laughs> well, really, I'm thinking about joining next month. <laughs> Do it now. Learn the skills you need to retire with real estate in five years or less. Do it now. Register for the Lifestyles Unlimited free online workshop, lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Listening to Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will change your life. Now, here's your host. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb. And on today's show, I'm taking some of your emails out of the mailbag. And one that I get repeatedly throughout the year as people approach early retirement is, what do I do about health insurance? And I'm going to footnote this by telling you I am by far not any type of health insurance expert, but I have learned a lot because I've just gone through this process. In fact, we're going through this process again with open enrollment. Right now, we're in the open enrollment period. I'm going to tell you what we've been up to and what we're looking at. But what I did as I was heading towards the exit door and leaving corporate America and that comfortable warm blanket of their health insurance plan, which by the way, was getting worse and worse every year was costing me more and more every year that deductible boy, it was getting bigger and bigger. It was huge by the time I exited the door. We never quite reached it ever. So we were always paying out of pocket anyhow. So what what difference did it make? And the, the premiums went up and up. You may have experienced this as well. Weigh that weigh that as you make your decisions. But but what I did, I just talked to people within my network. I mentioned earlier in the program that Lifestyles Unlimited has been around for over 30 years and is 50,000 members strong. And where's the best place to tap into that sizable network? For me, that was at the Wealth and Passive Income Expo down in Houston earlier in the year. Big part of my question database that I went down there ready to ask as many people I, as I could is, okay, are you already early retired? What are you doing for health insurance? So I leveraged other people's knowledge. And that was the very question I got from one of the listeners earlier in the year is what are most Lifestyles Unlimited, this is a Lifestyles Unlimited member, and they asked what are most Lifestyles Unlimited members doing for health insurance? Again, this is a very specific, very individualized question. It all goes back to your situation, your health, your age, kids, no kids, do you skydive like I do? That, that has, that's a big whammy, by the way. But I asked that question at the expo, and I'll just share with you broadly the, the results of my, uh, my unscientific polling. A lot of people are doing health sharing plans, and, and I hear a lot of advertisements on the radio and on TV right now for the various health sharing plans. The, the premium tends to be very, very low. That's something, again, I'm not telling you whether that's good or bad. That's, that's something people do. 
Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare, right? The health, uh, health, the government marketplace. A lot of people go that direction. I'll tell you a little bit more about what I've learned there in just a moment. Indemnity plans is another option. Basically, it's not really insurance. You pay up front and then you get reimbursed. You need to be cash flow or, or cash positive to be able to handle that, perhaps. Uh, there are probably nuances there. And there are different types of business plans that you can put into place. If you're a business owner like I am, I have my rental property portfolio that I manage, I do self-manage, you can put an LLC into place as that business, form your own company in other words, with employees, that's you, your spouse, and get your coverage through there. Now that can be very expensive from what I learned, this was a year ago, uh, almost a year ago as we were heading for the year, as I was heading for corporate America's exit door, what we wound up doing simply was going with COBRA. And if you don't know what COBRA is, that's an acronym. It stands for Consolidated Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act. COBRA has to, has to come out with a, a good acronym, right? Essentially what it does for you is if you lose your health benefits for some reason or, or leave your job, you can be covered by that employer for a period of time. Uh, for us, I think the maximum is 18 months. That's what my employer does. That's gonna put me running through September of next year uh, because I left in the middle of the year. We don't, we don't wanna continue forward with COBRA. That's what we did for the bulk of this year. I'll tell you, it's very, very expensive. The employer's been picking up some share of that healthcare cost. You've been paying a portion, a lesser portion. Well, now you're paying the whole thing plus some sort of uh, management fee to the plan administrator. Uh, and it's expensive, I'll, I'll be honest. It, it's a very individualized thing as well. We looked at other options, the options I mentioned prior to making the decision for COBRA. We happened to have hit our deductible at one point. Um, so hey, it made sense to just stay on that plan. How did we cover it? As I mentioned a moment ago, we added, literally added a couple of houses to kick in more cash flow and got into some multifamily apartment investments that we knew were going to cash flow quickly. That's how we cover that additional cost to us. Now we're at a, at a crossroads again, because it is open enrollment for the Affordable Care Act. And, and if you're with your employer, you've probably already gone through this. Um, so we're having to reconsider. And I've spoken with those experts. I did learn a lot about the Affordable Care Act plans. Again, I am not an expert, but it's interesting. Something changed recently. There are subsidies. And if you heard me mention a moment ago, one of the ways that we make, or better put, keep our money as real estate investors is through the tax advantages. And it's amazing if you talk to any longtime real estate investor out there, how low their adjusted gross income is every year. Low, maybe zero, maybe they're getting a refund every year because of those tax advantages. What that does for you is it makes your income very low. Well, with the Affordable Care Act, there are subsidies in place. This helps reduce your uh, monthly premiums considerably and very interestingly years ago there was a sliding uh, there was a cliff if you got one dollar above a certain level that that thousand dollar subsidy went to zero it's no longer like that it is a sliding scale so it's an interesting option one that we are still discussing we have till middle of next month to figure that out but I wanted to share those options with you again I talked with I can't tell you how many people at the expo at the wealth and passive income expo to help me sort through this very question and going back to that spouse that maybe is a skeptic or disinterested, that's a great event to bring somebody out and let them ask those questions or ask those questions you think might be holding them back. Help them get over that hurdle. That helped me get over that hurdle of health insurance. It's a big one. It's a big one. Now, I want to shift gears a little bit. I hope that helped you. If you have any, any questions, send me an email, askandy at luinc.com. Another question I got recently was about another type of insurance, renter's insurance and the question was what is a good amount to require your resident to keep for that rental property 
And if you want to dig deeper, if you if you want to learn more, there's a I'm in Texas, I'm in Dallas, Fort Worth, um, and this will be state specific, I suppose. But uh, there's a good website, Texas Department of Insurance. You can find a, a good snippet there about renters insurance, what it covers, how much does it cost, so that you, the property owner, are informed. Again, Texas Department of Insurance. I don't believe that you, as a as an owner, can require a resident, and you can confirm this, um, to cover their own belongings. But you can absolutely require that they carry liability coverage. When they're a renter, if you don't put this into place, they're not required. There's no state law or anything that requires that they have renter's insurance. But you, as the property owner, can write that into your lease. And that's what this person's question was getting at, was the liability side of it. What's a good number? I like $100,000 in liability. I use the Texas Association of Realtors lease, and I just write into the special provisions that that is required. They charge, they require... They require renter's insurance as well. It's very, very inexpensive. If I look at the Texas Department of Insurance page, the average cost is about $20 per month to that to that resident. But if they're not up for it and don't want to do it, and uh, it's just something else I got to take care of, and they don't do it, it is a requirement of these apartment leases, and the apartment investor, the management company, whoever's in charge there, is going to charge a fee to that renter if they don't have the coverage. And they're going to put that insurance into place for the residents on their behalf. They're going to buy it for them. There may be a slight markup in there. I don't know if there are limitations. I'm not into the, as to what kind of markup you may have, I'm not into those details, but you can research that. Could you apply that to your single family houses? Yeah, I think you could. Something to think about. So that's health insurance, that's renter's insurance. Another kind of insurance, I guess, and this is a question I, I got recently as well, is about the security deposit. And this was specific to somebody that has taken on their, their first single-family rental house. And then the question simply was, how, how much security deposit do I charge or do I retain for my house? Here, too, this is very state-specific. Texas is fairly free, fairly, I guess, rental owner or landlord friendly in this regard. There there are no limits that I'm aware of. Other states do say, hey, can't be more than one month's rent or one and a half. There are limitations. So you must know your state's rules. Here in Texas, again, very friendly, owner, owner friendly, more flexible. Usually, typically on a house, because the rents on a house tend to be higher. We may be 1200 1500 nowadays with inflation, 2000 It's usually equivalent or, or close to equivalent to one month's rent. So clearly, when I have somebody move in, they're bringing first month's rent, full rent to me, as well as that security deposit. That can be a very big hit. I do like, and I know a lot of my cohort at Lifestyles Unlimited, like to offset the amount of that security deposit from the rent amount, just a little bit, to, to distinguish it as being neither first month's rent nor maybe more importantly, nor last month's rent. We have a lot of people moving here to Texas from out of state. And in other states, they may not have a security deposit or they may call it last month's rent when they collect it up front. We don't do that here. Security deposit, and it's very clearly laid out in my lease, but again, people don't always read closely, maybe don't digest and understand well what's in that contract. So I like to have a slightly different number. So if my rent's 1500 maybe my security deposit is 1550 or 1600 some some other number. In fact, I have one buddy that he, he recognizes the possible impact of inflation over the course of a 12-month or, or longer lease uh, leasehold period, and he just does one and a half times. Again, 
admittedly, that, that can get expensive, especially with the direction rents have gone from an inflationary perspective. So think carefully about that. There are, other, there are options out there. Rhino comes to mind where you can circumvent the whole notion of security deposit. It's essentially insurance that covers that any damages that the uh, resident may 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 cause during their hold period and and the rhino company or similar will will step up to to cover that i've never used that i don't know the details there now that security deposit will tie very closely to your applicant screening and this is where it's very important that you have written down in paper format an applicant screening criteria form i always have that signed before i collect monies and run the background credit etc the sundry screening steps I want to know that you understand what I'm looking at and at least on mine there's one line in there which says we're looking for this particular credit score anything below that is an immediate doubling of that security deposit so yes if that security deposit is 1500 now it becomes 3000 we can do that in Texas if you're listening outside of the state look at your state rules your state code it may be different there may be there probably is a cap if I find any other blemishes on there, but I'm otherwise interested in this resident, I may offer some variation thereof. So you have the flexibility here in, in Texas, but at a minimum, one month's rent for a house, apartments are different, and, and maybe offset that just a little bit, as we have so many people, like I mentioned, coming into, into the state. One last question that I got from a listener does not have to do with insurance, but it's more of a process question. I want to get this out there as well. I get a lot, of, this is a frequent question, actually. It's how do you collect your rent? How do you, is there a payment system that you recommend? And I'll tell you, I don't recommend anyone in particular because there are so many of them out there. There really are. Some are free. Some may have a small charge. Uh, the one I use does, does charge me. I can choose to eat that cost or I can choose to pass that to the resident. I keep it simple. I have a subscription with them. I have enough houses that it makes sense for them to give me a subscription rather than a per transaction cost. It's inexpensive. And I like the, the, the systems out there that have particular features. Some may have like a maintenance portal, which allows you to operate your mate rather than taking emails for maintenance requests, have it go through the portal. There's some very sophisticated systems out there. They may cost you a little more, but I like the ones that have a few other particular features. Number one, very important to me is an automatic calculation of late fees. Look, if they're late by a day, this happened on Halloween 31st, right? Oh, I got, 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 got tied up in the, the, the festivities, taking the kids trick-or-treating, forgot to hit go on, on the rent on the system. Well, I'm not the bad guy that steps in and says, well, you owe me. No, the, the system automatically calculates late fees. The lease and the payment system are now the bad guys. I just say, hey, I'm sorry. Well, you just have to make the extra payment. And I like systems, especially here in Texas, where we do have caps now effectively on late fees that allow me to set that as a percentage. So it'll charge by the day up to a certain percentage of rent, 12% for, for houses where your, your safe harbor is. So I like those features. I like those that allow auto draft. I'd say about three, no, I'd say about a third of my residents use auto draft. It ensures on-time payments. When I see they've signed up for that, I, I applaud. I've required it a few times where we had maybe payment issues, but otherwise income was good. Well, we're going to require the auto draft feature um, in some situations, but I like that because residents, a lot of them like that. Another feature that I also look for in a payment system is that they offer credit reporting. So what they'll do is as the resident pays their rent every month, the payment system will report that on-time rent payment to one or or all maybe multiple of the credit bureaus what does that do for you well eventually they're going to build their credit up a lot of my residents come in with with not perfect uh, credit but they come in wanting to build that they're thinking about buying a house well this encourages them 
to do what? To pay on time. And a lot of my residents, they, they tell me they love that feature of the payment system. A lot of them offer this. So those are things I look for. Those are things you might want to look for. Again, the, the maintenance portal might be one. I don't use that. I just use email still. But the other thing I like is that it, I need a system that allows me to create one-off invoices. If I think about the example where the resident dropped the pan, well, what did I do? Broke the, broke the, the cooktop. I had it repaired. I incurred the cost. I created a recharge through a manual invoicing portion of the system. So these are features I look for. You may look for something else. I do get a lot of questions on these, so I just wanted to share that there. Last thing that I have for you, and we spoke in the first and second segments about that situation where, hey, maybe you've been listening to the radio program for a while. You want to take action. You want to do this real estate thing, but you got the spouse that is hitting the brakes. They're either a skeptic or they're just disinterested in, in real estate or lifestyles unlimited. I want to give you a couple of resources. I mentioned our website, lifestylesunlimited.com. Go there register for our free workshop. It is virtual. It is an hour and a half. Have them sit down with you. They'll hear about the ways we make money. Five on our houses, six ways on apartments. They'll hear about the mindset. They'll hear about the things that we do. There will be some case studies in there. Tune into a few of our radio shows, like I mentioned, while driving around with that spouse or play the podcast for them. Pick, pick those good ones, right, that are going to really, that address their concerns. Bring them out to case studies. You can go to LU, that stands for Lifestyles Unlimited, LUCaseStudy.com, and attend that virtually or come out in person if you're near one of our brick-and-mortar offices. You can catch those recordings of the case studies on YouTube as well. Stream those for them. And, of course, I mentioned the Wealth and Passive Income Expo. Make a trip of it. That's going to be coming up very soon, February 15th through 18th, 2023, in Irving, Texas. I hope to see you there. You have a great day. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit LifestylesUnlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.